Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown Las Vegas! With insights, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. The latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, the Tuesday edition, an Odyssey original podcast. And welcome back, Raider Nation. And uh, do us a favor, if you would, at the beginning of the show here. If you don't already, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. Put on that auto download. That way, every time we push a new show to you, guess what? Bing, it's right there for you. You don't have to go looking at it. I know, I know some of you are like, I don't even want to hear about the Raiders right now. But we're here for another therapy session. We had one Sunday night, but we're back with that. So we certainly appreciate it. We're going to talk about all of it. And of course, to do that, my broadcast partner returns with me here on this Tuesday. That is Mo Moten. He is the senior NFL writer at Bleacher Report. Also a Raiders columnist, unfortunately for him, at sportsnot.com. He's got to write about them this week, as do I, and we have to talk about them. But hey, we're going to talk about what's going on, what needs to happen perhaps, and just give you our views and and see where it goes from there. But you can follow Mo on x.com at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at L-V Gully, the show, SNB today. Mo, okay, haven't talked to you since your massive string of tweets slash whatever on x.com uh, over the course of the football game, mostly after the football game. And uh, so, so want to get your reaction first of all, because I know what Murph and I discussed and, and you missed it. Cause I actually cursed on the show a couple times, which we usually don't do here on silver and black today, but I, I, and I'm not a Raiders. I don't look at it from a Raiders fan. I'm not a Raiders fan. When I do this show, I am an objective observer, but the football was so bad and I care about our listeners. I want our listeners to be happy, Mo. And 
after watching it, I was just, I was dumbstruck with, with what I saw. First of all, the one thing that you posted on Sunday that I want to revisit with the top of this conversation, because I think this is where it starts. It starts at the top. It starts with the entire kind of health of this organization from a football perspective, okay? You, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, you said the Raiders are kind of the most unserious team in the NFL or somewhere, somewhere. You'll, you'll correct me on it. But anyway, that's what you said. You said unserious, and that struck a chord with me. Tell people what you mean by that after this embarrassing, and I mean, it's beyond embarrassing, 30-12 to 12 loss to Tyson Bajan, a Division II quarterback, making his first start for the Chicago Bears who hadn't won a home game in a year. Absolutely. I, I, I unleashed that tweet, I think, toward the end of the game. When I realized the Raiders were only going to score one touchdown, that touchdown was going to be in garbage time when Aiden O'Connell was already in the game. I don't understand how you're the Las Vegas Raiders and you're playing against the Bears who went into that game ranked fourth, or should I say giving up the fourth most points per game. And they, as you said, Tyson Bajant was their starting quarterback. He's an undrafted rookie. Yes, out of D2, but an undrafted rookie who had not started a game in the NFL. And I look at the Bears' offense, and it has more rhythm and flow than the Raiders' offense. And the Raiders' offense was Jimmy G wasn't there, no, out with a lower back injury. But you had Brian Hoyer in there, who's a 15-year veteran. And yet the Bears' offense had more rhythm and flow with a guy who had not started a football game in his career. And, and we talked about it on the show that Aiden O'Connell should get the start, right? Brian Hoyer... We know what he is, as I said, for 15 years. What you saw on Sunday is exactly what we've seen out of Brian Hoyer for most of his 15 years. The man had not thrown a touchdown in four years. He'd thrown one touchdown in four years, excuse me. 2019, I believe he threw one touchdown pass. One. One touchdown pass in four years. Yet the Raiders think it was, well, Joshua Daniels thought it was the best move to go with a Brian Hoyer, who, by the way, did look good in the preseason. Josh McGill said in his post-game presser, well, this isn't the preseason. Well, Brian Hoyer didn't look good against second or third stringers, guys who weren't going to make the roster. Right. Brian Hoyer hasn't looked good, as I said, for most of, of his career. No disrespect to Brian Hoyer, but he's the guy you bring in when you have a lease. That's why last the previous week was the perfect situation for him. He came in the game when the Raiders were up 13-3. to but when you had to start a football game and get a lead and push the ball down the field, you bring in the rookie quarterback that you went up to draft in the fourth round because that's exactly what Aiden O'Connell did in the preseason. While it is different preseason and regular season, we saw a lot more from Aiden O'Connell against the same level of competition when the games didn't count in the standings. So that's what I mean by when I say the Reds are the most unserious team in the NFL. I'm not saying they're the worst team by record because the Panthers are out there, the Arizona Cardinals are out there. But I understand the Arizona Cardinals are going in the tank without Kyler Murray, who's recovered from a torn ACL. And the Panthers and the Cardinals, by the way, were still competitive early in the season. They were even competitive against the Seahawks. Yeah. On Sunday, the Panthers, people say, well, the Panthers are winless. How are they the most not the most unserious team? Well, the Panthers at least went out and got their franchise quarterback. The Raiders, the reports came out that the Raiders said, oh, C.J. Stroud, we can trip for C.J. Stroud, but it's too much. Raiders passed on a potential franchise quarterback at C.J. Stroud. So that's what I mean by Raiders being the most unserious team in the league. 
Yeah, and Mo, a couple things that you said there that I want I want to build on a little bit, and I'm going to start at the back end, which is you just talked about the Panthers. Well, what about the Panthers? They're 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 one and five, right? They're 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 a terrible team, the oh worst team, or zero oh and six, right? Whatever they mm-hmm. are, um, they they they're terrible, right? Okay, but do they pay their offense 102 million dollars? Exactly. One. Exactly. Number two, you met you made the point. They went up, they got their quarterback. They gave up a lot. They're going to they're going to finish as the worst team in the NFL and not have the number 1 pick this year cuz they traded it to the Bears to get Bryce Young. Now, some of you might say, "Well, Bryce Young's a bust." BS. Okay, it's early in the career and you saw even guys like that I would consider probably going to be a mid-tier quarterback throughout their career if if at all, like Desmond Ritter in Atlanta on Sunday. Okay? He had a good game. Is he going to be a superstar top 5 quarterback? No. But is he a good serviceable NFL starter? Yes. People want to give up on these guys early. But going back to your point about the, the quarterback situation, this is where I could not believe that he named Brian Hoyer the starter. because And, and I saw a lot of folks in the media particularly saying, justifying it. Well, you know, yeah, they are a 500. You can't give up yet. You need to give, give the guy who's going to give you the best chance to win. What in the hell in Brian Hoyer's career as a starter gave you the impression that he was the best choice to win. Now, we don't see practice. If Aiden O'Connell's stinking it up in practice, okay. Then come out and say, hey, listen, we're starting Brian Hoyer. We we love Aiden O'Connell. We we want to we want to develop him. That's why we drafted him, but we don't feel he's ready to make a start yet. That's all you gotta say. Just say it. Like just say it instead of intimating and and doing this. And and Josh McDaniels has this way of doing this sort of um a subtext, right? So even you talked about the post-game comments about about Aiden O'Connell, right? And about Brian Hoyer, the preseason, all that stuff. He 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 talked about, well, we saw what he he can do in LA, and so we're going to keep working on things. Well, what does that mean? So he made mistakes in LA. Do you think Brian Hoyer made less mistakes yesterday, or excuse me, on Sunday than than Aiden O'Connell would have? I don't know that. I don't know that until you let him start another game and see now. O'Connell came in and he threw that one bad pick against the Bears in garbage time. No question. It was a terrible throw. That's what you see from rookies. You, Other than C.J. Stroud this year, you've seen it from the other high-priced rookies too. And Will Levis is going to get his chance to start this week for Tennessee. So we'll see how he does. But this is where it's like what you have one foot in the past, the mediocre past, and you have one foot thinking about the future. Which one is it? You have to step on one side of the line, Mo. And so your point about this team not being serious is dead on because they will not commit. What happened to commitment to excellence? What happened to commitment to anything? This plan that Josh McDaniels has is a complete bust. Show me something that has worked. You can't find it. Scott, I had close to 200 people on my Bleacher Report live stream, and I and I asked the people in the chat if you think Josh McDaniels deserves deserves to keep his job, you know, for the long term or beyond 2023. Hit one in the chat, Scott. I did not have one serious person that could tell me or explain or give me a reason why the Raiders should keep him around. And I had another I had another series of tweets on Sunday night, and it was a snapshot of Josh McDaniels as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. And you know what I came up with? There were six things. And I just really quick, I'll run through them. All three of the quarterbacks on the Raiders roster have more interceptions than touchdowns. That's number one. So for all the talk about the system fit, doesn't matter. Whether you're a system fit, whether they like you, whether they like your qualities, you're not performing well in Josh McDaniels' offense. 
Number two, the Raiders are, I believe, the only teams off only team with an offense that hasn't scored more than 21 points this season. The Patriots scored 29 against the Buffalo Bills, who, by the way, crushed the Raiders in week two. Right? This is the same Patriots team that the Raiders beat. Can't can't score more than 21 points without their defense getting a safety. So there's that. They haven't scored more than 21 since week 17 of last season. Right? So there's that. The Raiders are the I, I believe the Raiders are the only team that haven't rushed for 100 yards in a football game this season. I know they haven't. They haven't even reached 97 yards on the ground. Josh McDaniels' highlights of his tenure so far with the Raiders are catastrophic losses. Jeff Saturday has one win as a head coach in the NFL, and that one win <laughs> is against the Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders has the Raiders have have given up an NFL record five double-digit second-half leads. We talked about that all last year. The only team with that with that marker on their on their franchise record. Josh McDaniels is now 9-15 as a head coach of the Raiders, which is a worse win percentage than he had with the Denver Broncos. So with those six bullet points, I, all I ask people, Raider fans, whoever's listening to this show, what more do you need to see to show that Josh McDaniels is not the guy? I, I don't know, Mo. You just don't have enough patience. <laughs> I, I, last night was the last little bit of patience I had went away, evaporated. Yes. Gone. And, and here's the thing. I and as we record this on Monday morning, we have not heard from um, the owner, Mark Davis. And I am not one of these guys. I know there's a lot of fans out there. Sell the team. Sell the teams. It's never going to happen. Number one. Number no. two. I shouldn't say never, but the chances of that happening are less than a half percent. Okay. Just let's get that on the table. But and, and I've never been one of those people to go nuts on Mark Davis. Has he made mistakes? He admitted when they moved to Las Vegas and he had that big long interview. He talked about how he didn't let football people run the football operation. That great. Mia culpa, self-awareness, awesome, great. Now, since that time, he put he turned the keys to the car, the Raiders car, over to John Gruden, who ran the franchise into the ground and then got fired because of the email issue. So now he gives it to Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels and nothing is changing. So he owns that. I'm now at the point where it's like, okay, how Mark Davis handles this situation, Mo, is vital. Because there are people that are out there saying, look, this organization is a clown organization. It will never change. I will start to understand and believe them if there isn't something done in the near term around what happens here. Now, does Josh McDaniels get fired soon? Maybe. If he doesn't, then perhaps you start to lose players. Perhaps you start to see people like Max Crosby say, who's got Raiders tattoos all over his body, by the way. What am I doing here? Devontae Adams, you know, is already saying that. There are other players, <laughs> and, I, and I say that internally. He's not, not said that publicly, so don't misquote me. But, but I, I'm just supposing because he's such a competitor. But you see this, and the organization itself... Who the hell is putting the organization on the path? Ultimately, you can say, hey, I don't know football. I got to turn it over to these guys. That's fine. It's still your team. It's still your responsibility to lead it. And if the men you chose to lead it are not doing a good job or not doing what it takes to get back to respectability, then you have to step in. Don't worry about women's basketball. I understand. It's your team. And again, congratulations to the ladies of the Aces who had their parade on Monday. But I will tell you, you are not serious about building your NFL franchise, going back to your word, Mo, if you don't do something and do something now invisibly. He needs to visibly show the fan base. 
right? The fan base out there. He's got to show them that he actually gives a damn. Here's the thing, and I know we talked about this, that you can't build anything if you keep tearing it down, right? So mm-hmm. we were saying that, you know, give Josh Dems a chance, a second chance Absolutely. to show that he could possibly be an NFL head coach. Well, now we're about a, a year and a half into his tenure, and the Raiders are headed in the wrong direction. I, again, I go back to my, my main point. What more do you need to see to show that Josh Dems is not a head coach on this level? Vic Tafer is going to – well, he already ran a piece on Monday – Basically saying that Josh McDaniels has no answers for the Raiders' issues, specifically offensively, and he's looking for solutions. His literal job is to figure it out. And then we're two full months into the season just about, right? And the Raiders, and he's he's still scratching his head with the look of, I don't know what's going on. So I would say if I'm Mark Davis, I'll say, well, if you don't have the answers and we're two months in, then I got to find someone else to get the, get the answers because obviously you have no clue right now. You're lost. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and and, and I want to say this because you talked about Vic's piece. Uh, I also have a piece up on SportsNot where I talk about how this is not working and the plan isn't working. Mark Davis has to step in, so please read that if you would. But Vic's piece, he has a great point in here. He talks about how coaches don't like to answer the same question over and over again because it gets it's tedious, right? Nobody wants to. But when you don't have answers, that's what happens. And he says, um, like to the question, why? And I'm reading, quote, why does your team look unprepared and embarrassing losses to which McDaniels just doubles down and says he wasn't a fan of the theory being that his team wasn't prepared. He said, quote, no, we had a chance to go down there and take the lead pointing out that the Raiders at the start of the game forced a three and out and then drove down the field before Carlson missed a field goal. That was the first quarter, right? And, and, and the other thing that blew me away, Mo, this is where, this is where, and Murph brought it up on Sunday, this is where I think you lack leadership, okay? Which is, they talked about, he talked about, you know, Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated asked him straight up, said, look, you're 24 games in, and things aren't going the way you want them to, at what point do you start to think maybe you need to think about doing things differently? And his answer was kind of meandering. And he says, look, no, we're, we, we've improved in some ways. We're, we have to, but we have to find consistency. But we, ha- we are doing some things well. Like, for example, the kicking game. He said the kicking game, Mo. I, I, like, somebody asks you and tells you it's not working, and, and your example for why it is is the kicking game. To me, I don't know that that stuck out. It just I, when he said it, I was watching the press conference after we did our show, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Did he just?" And I had to rewind it. Did he just say an example of how it's working? Is the kicking game when you can't score twenty freaking points on offense in a game? And to your point about last year being the last time they did it, I looked it up. Out of the last twelve games, they've only scored over twenty points twice in the NFL. I know scoring's down this year. Okay, so. Before you write in and tell me that, I know. But going back to last year, this is an offense, $102 million offense with Devontae Adams, with Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback they wanted. All this stuff, and you refer to your kicking game. You know what the funny, ironic 
thing about that is Daniel Carlson hasn't been nearly as good this year as he was last year. So you could kind of say he's regressed, right? Right. So the kicking game is not even better than it was last year. So I don't know. If, I, I don't understand this because he talked about this isn't preseason and Brian Hoyer was horrible in the preseason. He's talking about his kicking game has improved and it really hasn't. Is Josh McDaniels there you know, mentally at these football games? Is he? No, he's, you know, he's I, under I, his head, Mo. He's in over I, his head. That's why I know no he's, answers. I know he's there on the sideline, but is he paying attention to the actual games that he's coaching in? Because the kicking game, again, Daniel Carlson, a lot of people pointed this out yesterday when Daniel, Daniel Carlson missed one inside 50 yards that we love Daniel Carlson, but he's not what he was the previous year, last year. So the kicking game is taking a step back. The offense is taking a step back. The only improvement that you can really point to, and I know the defense didn't play well against the Bears, specifically the run defense, but all the positives that you could possibly extract from these from this <laughs> loss is is the, is the defense. The defense yeah. looks better than it. You know, Divine Diablo looks better than he did last year. Trayvon Merrick has taken a step. We talked about Huge it. Step. Tyree Wilson got a sack on Sunday against the Bears. I think that was his best game of his short of not short career, of his uh, budding career. So, if you want to point to any positives this season for the Raiders, it's the defense, especially before this Bears game. We were talking about how well the defense is playing. The offense has regressed. Daniel Carlson is not as automatic as he was in previous years. The, the it, it seems like the the stars of the team, Josh, not it seems Josh Jacobs has regressed. Devontae Adams is frustrated. You know, like it, there's nothing positive overall coming from the offense. The offensive line has regressed. And, and, and Josh McDaniels, again, is the play caller. Right. And 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 the offense is is taking a huge steps back. So the problem goes back to, you know, it, I can't put it any more clear, right? As I said at the beginning of this of this segment, the Bears offense had more flow than the Raiders offense and Josh McDaniels had a guy that knows his system and knows the league. And and, and you remember <laughs> back, you remember back to our guest on Thursday from Chicago. And he was talking about how poor the Bears offensive line was. He was talking about how bad the coaching was. And they put on an offensive coaching clinic compared to the Raiders. To have that young quarterback, they designed those plays. They selected plays for him, especially in those first couple of drives. They went three and out in that first drive. But after that, the flow of the offense, the motion they used with running backs coming out of the backfield for nice dump-off passes, like that was perfect for that kid. Now, when Aiden O'Connell's in there, the Raiders don't do that. They're going vertical. Now, I love that the kid goes vertical, okay? But it goes to show you that Josh McDaniels got outcoached by Eberflus, who's on his way out in Chicago. Okay, this is, this is dead man walking in Chicago. There's no question about it. And that offensive line, I said it on Sunday, two starters on that offensive line from the Bears started on Sunday. The rest of the three other were backups. And they mauled the Raiders' defense. Now, I, I, I agree with you. The Raiders' defense has played better. They had a terrible game, Okay. So, so I get it, but you look at some of these things and you look at what Josh McDaniel, and this is the troubling thing because look, I've said it all season long, Mo, and we'll get a break here real quick. We're going long in this first segment because we just had to unload, but in these press conferences, I'm not expecting him to give us anything specifically, but what you do want is, and because let me tell you, players watch them. They do. They watch mm -hmm. what their coach says. They do. And- Absolutely. At no time does Josh McDaniels, other than saying in a passive way, yeah, it's my responsibility, specifically call himself and his coaches out. 
and say, you know, hey, why didn't you get the ball to Devontae Adams more after that first drive when you were clearly just throwing him the ball to shut him up? Okay. And his answer is, well, they were doing some things to take away. And they were, okay, it's never you. It's ne- it's, it's typical narcissistic behavior, actually, Mo, is they never ever will admit that anything that they've done has caused the outcome. And that's what I'm seeing. I know it's a strong statement to call him a narcissist, but I'm just going by actions and what I hear three times a week at press conferences. There's never any responsibility taken. And if I'm Mark Davis and I'm not noticing that, then I'm lost in the woods too. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue the discussion. We'll talk about the quarterback position. We'll talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. What do you do with him? Like, what's next? Uh, And what do you do with Brian Hoyer? What do you do with Aiden O'Connell? We're going to get into that here on Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Mo and Scott coming right back at you after these words.